Behold, trapped in a hellscape of their own invention, socially unaware old white men bound by the pretense of being fake lawyers yet knowing no law, no exquisite Latin terminology, they are inexplicably compelled to quibble over minutia, squabble over triflings and bicker like those who value their backyards far too highly without even knowing the difference between an easement and an alleyway. At this very moment, you have entered the heart of the law offices of quibble, squabble and bicker. Let's get started. Welcome to another edition of the Law Offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker with your hosts, uh, Brendan, Greg, and Matt. And uh, we are having an exciting, exciting guest today. His name is Jason Pollock. You can tell already he's fully excited um, to be here. And uh, he is a comedian and a podcast host from uh, back in, I believe, in New Jersey. And uh, we'll be yeah. dis discussing um, some of his issues for today. Also, our client later on, everybody, our fake client, is um, Henry Ford is no Tom Edison and Elon Musk is a punk. But before we get started, Brendan has uh, found another fake sponsor for us, everybody. So, Brendan, if you'd like to uh, let us know what this is, I, I'm, I can't wait. <laughs> sure. Uh, so, uh, today the law offices of Quibble, Squabble, and Bicker are proudly sponsored by Huzzah! Are you looking for a late afternoon pick-me-up right after a long ride on your unicycle? Look no further than Huzzah! This artisan crafted vitality drink brewed and bottled by local Portland cosplay alchemists for your imbibing delight. <laughs> this is not one of those overly aggro, all-energy swills designed for alpha skateboard race card bungee-jumping go-getters with more testosterone than prudence would dictate. No, Huzzah provides all the vigor and verve your steampunk role-playing rubber stamp crafter would fancy. Handlebar mustache? Check. Pocket watch? Check. Top hat with goggles and a flair for the dramatic? Triple check. Stop pining for proper liquid resuscitation. Huzzah! One sip, and you'll say Excelsior. <laughs> Where the hell did that one come from? I would Huzzah. say Mad Libs. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I, where it did come from, right? You no, know, Greg said. Greg said, uh, "Are you gonna? Do you have another sponsor?" And I said, "Yes, I do. You have any suggestions?" And he said, "Huzzah!" And I said, "Okay, I'll roll with that." Oh, that I thought you were ro rolling with the translator, but okay, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> the translator oh no that may be a later sponsor i had i didn't that one didn't click as fast as huzzah did okay well huzzah <laughs> welcome to our show all right so let's get right into jason so jason you've been a comedian for about what 15 um, 16 years now or yeah um longer than that since okay. 98 or 99 which is it's it's scary to think how behind I am on a on a career in it because I'm just such a lazy writer. So twenty five years, it's, you're still writing your first joke, is what you're saying? Yeah, I'm still doing jokes from the beginning. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. That's why I ran a club for a little bit because I, I had such bad stage fright. I I figured it's safer on the back end, even though I hate the business end. It was just an easy foot in the door, easy way to learn. Once, and I'm totally neurotic, but once I'm on stage, it all goes away. I'm comfortable. I'm in another awkward place. <laughs> so so <laughs> is your style of comedy uh, similar to like um, Richard Lewis in terms of neuroses uh, coming out on stage? Or Yeah, yeah. I, I, when I auditioned for America's Got Talent, it said, what makes you different 
and unique as a comedian. And I, I said, I can't just put neurotic Jew because that <laughs> that's basically um, that's all 90 percent of the stand up comedy yeah. world. Yes. So I, I came I came up with a magic trick to do. I said, uh, neurotic Jew who does magic. So I, I had a, 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 what was it, an eight foot straw. I had a bag that I said, this bag makes things look, makes ordinary things like a straw look bigger. And my wife loves this bag. So I threw the straw in and I pulled out the eight foot straw. And don't mind the hand gesture. But that totally was, fine it was with a me. long straw. We've seen that hand gesture many times. So, Needless to say, they make America's Got Talent with that, even though there's been worse. Oh my God, I did. I it's to my defense, I phoned in that audition because when I when I went to try out, I was surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of kids singing "Let It Go" from Frozen. I said, I don't want to be part of this. I couldn't deal with that. That's what you should have done. <laughs> my Tradition. own version of "Let It Go." As you're pulling out the eight-foot straw, singing that song. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. It's a great visual. Oh I'm sure God, I've, never, uh, I've never seen that. That's I've never seen that song done with this gesture ever in my entire life. Until that's the second the, I, heard, I heard a commercial for Huzzah that doesn't exist. You also provided me with a visual for Let It Go that I'll never be able to erase from my mind. <laughs> we're, we're all about providing people with moments they can take back to their mother. That's right. <laughs> it fits because you got to let it go sometimes. You just got to let that shit go. And that's the best way to deal with it. Because I don't have a girlfriend. Against the wall. Well, yes. That way you don't want to let it go until you're done. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, unless you're into like tantric stuff, and then it's a whole different issue. I've like never, I've never actually experienced the tantric stuff. Uh, well, I, just I've think of it all the times that before you ever learned what happened at the end as a child, that's tantric stuff. Um, you know, before you finally went, oh, that's what happens when I, you know, touch myself far too much. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, suddenly, Matt made the show like PG thirteen somehow. <laughs> is, is, is this a? Uh, oh, you got to excuse me. I, and I'm, I'm not even joking about this. I've got. I, I'm. I developed some kind of nervous tick with my face in like August or September of last year that I've been working on. So if you see me doing this weird weirdness, it's it's like some kind of neuroses, just to add to my already crazy brain that works the way it does well you don't feel too bad because if you watch greg closely he has a really interesting nervous tick as well where he purses his lips like uh, pretty regularly it's a fascinating and I, thing and i inhale he a does stick he does like this <laughs> no this is without tobacco greg you do you do this? it a lot yeah, yeah it's do, it's, it's a fascinating thing to me i stopped commenting on it probably about a year ago but uh, I still Thank notice you. it. Thank you, Matt. That's very nice of you to not comment on my thing. Are that's you sure rare. you're not a Jewish mother? Because that's who points these things out more frequently. Yeah, I was <laughs> raised. I was raised by a Jewish mother. So, okay. You. you oh, are you Mishpucha? <laughs> family Hebrew for family. Ah, uh, yes. You know, see, I come from the other side of comedy, which is the angry drunk Irish guys. That's the you know. <laughs> Oh, the Bill Burrs of the world. The Bill Burrs and the, yeah, those crowd. Yeah. I met him once. He, he, Bill Burr gave me a great line. He didn't give me a line. He just, uh, my friend introduced me to him at the Comedy Cellar. He said, Bill, this is a good friend of mine, Jason Pollock. He's a booker. He's a comedian. 
as Bill's shaking my hand, he said, Joe has a habit of introducing me to people I don't want to meet. <laughs> I just love that. It's such a true thing for most people who introduce us, though. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. It's like, I, I, do I, I don't know if I want to talk to this person at all. I, <laughs> do I, I have to? Is this part of the rules? Hey, what's the, uh, do you have a website, Jason? I have, I'm the worst self-promoter. I do so much. I, I use my Facebook, my Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And I refuse to ever lip sync or dance on TikTok. I, I just, I can't do it. I'm sorry. That's I. Well, if you want, you can candy. do it here. If you've been saving it yeah. up, you can it's lip sync and dance today, <laughs> and we'll let oh. you do that. I, I like what, what. Were you doing like the robot just now? Was that? I don't know. Or maybe the Marcel Musso, you know, like like I'm doing Marcel a mime Marcel. thing. For a second, yeah, they said Marcel Musso, and like Bullwinkle became a mime. Bullwinkle the moose. Marcel <laughs> Moose. <laughs> It's Bullwinkle's brother. So are, you, are you guys? Are you guys all comedians? No, we're not. No. We're not, no, no. We're not funny at all. <laughs> you made me laugh, and he's very creative with his with uh, uh, coming up with a commercial for Huzzah. Oh yeah, Brendan is amazing. You should have heard last week's. It was fantastic. Yes. <laughs> it was I, I'm a, you know what I am? I'm I'm a I'm a copywriter. I write I write. I'm an advertising and marketing person. So that's. When well, you go, when you're a chicken stuff. shit of making it as a comic, you go, well, I'll just go into marketing and copywriting and ads and stuff. Yeah, I'm For a the very... past year, though, he's been hiding his light under a bushel, though. We didn't know. Yeah, we, we had no idea how creative he actually was until last yeah. week. And it was like, whoa. He thought he was a from? moron from Florida. <laughs> I, that's, that's true, too, but... And I'm a failed stand-up comic from about 2002, something like that. I, I did open mics for a couple of years, and... Uh, I think after I was nearly punched by guys from the Royal British Army for a joke I told right after 9-11, um, I was like, eh, maybe I should just rethink this. <laughs> oh, my God. Why did they try to punch did you? Oh, because I told – it wasn't really even a funny joke, not that I had Apparently. any anyway. <laughs> but it was it was a few months after 9-11, and I did this joke um, that there's one positive thing about suicide bombers. I'm like, but only one. And people are uh. like, what's that? I'm like – one less suicide bomber and so you know not really <laughs> that, that's not offensive that's not offensive not not really that funny and a little soon but these guys from were from great britain and so for them it hit really close to home when talking about um people involved in say the ira where they would threaten to kill your family if you didn't strap a bomb to yourself like so some people were suicide bombers without personally wanting to die and that's where it became this visceral thing for those guys and so the one guy was basically restraining his friend from coming after me because he had a feeling that you know i didn't look at it that way because i'm american what do we what do we care about the ira really you know they go by i mean brendan you might care a little bit since you have irish heritage but me i just don't give a crap so that being the case, I'm like, no, I, I didn't go into this deliberately trying to offend you in any way. I wasn't even thinking about the Irish when I was thinking about suicide bombers. Because who does? Who you thinks can't about really the explain Irish? That to him at that point. Yeah, I didn't. The, the Irish did not come to mind. Yeah, especially I don't think after the, 9/11. I don't think the Irish have had 
suicide bomber since like maybe the 60s or 70s i don't think we i don't think they've been really doing a lot of that recently i I don't know but i just know that these guys have their own issue and you know they one of them wanted to take it up with me and i'm like "Ah, wasn't he reminded me i i I offended um denise nickerson i don't know if you who knows she is but she was i think uh... i went to school with her in like the 80s no she's older than that she's Um, Denise Nickerson no. played Violet Beauregard and Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Oh, okay. yeah, I, I could tell you, we, we were at a bar. She happened to be at the same bar as me in North Jersey. I, we both had mutual friends there. Was she still purple? You gotta meet her. She, she slimmed down. I guess that's they good. let some of the juice out. So. Well, that's good. Um, <laughs> Greg, you just made that thing with your face. I saw it. I just saw it just then. Oh, anyway, I, sorry, I wasn't noticing. I didn't look. I, I can't make fun of Greg show. because I, I do I do a constipated look so Greg, i'm right there with you i want to hear about violet augusta gloop whatever uh, violet violet Beauregard. Beauregard. he didn't even bring up gloop gloop was not part of the equation uh, you know she, she, we got into a, a debate about comedy and they they were talking about it what's offensive what's not like before i go into this any further how um how offensive can you get here? I mean, you can be fucking offensive. As Very fucking offensive. I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the leading offensive one. I generally trigger them sometimes, but I, I, all right, all but right, you, you have to go you, real far. You can be child rapingly offensive on our show. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to go that far. But uh, I, uh, Greg, I, do we I have to her... call the cops on you again? <laughs> all right. I, I, I said to her, he's on a list. We, we were talking about how, how you, you should be able to joke about anything. And I said, well, when I was watching Schindler's List, um, they told me I was going to need tissues, and I saw no reason to masturbate. And <laughs> I saw that coming. I, it's sad that I saw that coming, but yeah. <laughs> that's a good one, though. That's Thanks, fantastic. Dude. That reminds me like something Saget would say. That'd be like a Saget joke. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. You compare me to Bob Saget. That's an honor. I at least compared um, you to one of his jokes. I thought it was more like That's Emo Ph- Phillips. <laughs> Emo Phillips? Just I kidding. Told me not to. My, uh, I couldn't even say the joke right in Emo's voice. <laughs> so, so Violet took uh, exception she, she to took this. She took offense. She she calls this guy over. She says, "Excuse me." She, it, it, this guy who's like a six foot eight monster, jet black hair, um, Native American. She said he's making jokes about mass murder, and I was like, "What? What? It's not what you think." And he, he just leaned all the way down. He said, there's nothing funny about mass murder. And starts talking about what happened to his people. And Oh, boy. She's, and then she oh. started she started going off on me. People want to hear about your mother, your mother-in-law. People want to be hear jokes they can relate with. And we got, I, I just thought, I can't deal with this right now. So we got, started going back and forth. And it started getting heated. And I stood up and said, why don't you go, choose, why don't you go chew some gum, Violet? And everybody shut up. I shook their hand. Really nice meeting you, and walked away. So that was my story about Violet Beauregard. But you remind me of that when you said that British royal people wanted to beat you up. What a good comeback! Yeah, exactly. So, I, I, felt so, I felt so vindicated saying that. It was it was a rush. If only you could have said, "Did you get another job after that role, Violet?" Is oh. that- Oh, that your claim that, to fame that, that, that you could like give me crap about my particular career or what I choose to do when you, all you did to get famous was turn into a giant blueberry. And right? still no one knows and you. She, she did, At the she very did least, Charlie became a veterinarian. What have you done? That's right, he did. 
Violet did some porn after that, that actress. I saw some 70s porno she was in. They're pretty hot. Did you, Craig? What? He's from so the seventies. He's in foolish. Dark Shadows. I know that. <laughs> He's in Dark Shadows, huh? What would be the porn title for Dark Shadows, Brandon? <laughs> no, no Dark Shadows. <laughs> it was a TV show that was like following a vampire type family or something. Uh, okay, like that, that makes sense. Uh, it was a soap opera, though. It was on every mm, day, like a yeah, soap it was like a soap opera. opera. That's right. Yeah, and then Johnny Depp made a movie about it, and I think who do we who do we suck in the dark? It. We suck in the dark. Oh my god, that that'd be a great title for a vampire movie. I love that. Yeah, I think so. They suck in the dark. Wow, that's also what they say about us when the, the zoom goes down. <laughs> what? When the zoom goes down? What? That's right. That's what's said about dark. us. We suck in the dark too. Oh. So Jason, now tell us about your podcast. It's called Hi, I'm Jason because. Um, because hmm, well, I, started I wonder what's coming after this <laughs> because I'm Jason because <laughs> I am Jason I, I, I heard your name and I thought that's a creative name but I was talking to some other comedians I said I'm going to start a podcast it's 2020 I need to stay active and because uh, we're in the pandemic and not just because it was 2020 it just happened to be 2020 but when this pandemic was going on I don't know if you heard about that yeah, so, there was a rumor about a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. We're still kind of waiting for it to uh, happen. Yeah, there's a vaccine, but I know people don't care about that. Well, yeah, that's a whole other. They story. got rid of smallpox a while ago <laughs> with that vaccine, I believe. Yeah, well, well, Jonas Salk will be turning over in his grave right now. He'd say for shame. And that's All a right, different getting... vaccine. Though. If Jonas Salk is actually turning over his grave, we need a different vaccine. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> you make so a whole... valid point there. All right, I, I'm gonna I'm getting off topic. Um, that never happens here, so <laughs> we need to be, um, stay focused to whatever it is our topic. You're our topic. What are we talking about? <laughs> I, I know, but it, it's part of the, my neuroses. Like, why am I talking about myself? Nobody goes, this is why I called a hi, I'm Jason. I was talking to people, and I said, what should I call it? Nobody. Why should anybody care about what I have to say? Why should they care about my opinion? And I'm listening to other people's podcasts and thought, why am I caring about their opinion? And somebody says, call it Hi, I'm Jason. That way they know who you are. And I thought, I'm going to go with it. I ran it by, I'm name dropping, Judah Friedlander from 30 Rock. And he said, dude, that's a great name. Go with it. So there's my vindication. So we did that. And we were talking to people we just found inter- entertaining from all aspects of the entertainment industry. Um, uh-oh. What's wrong? Oh, I thought I lost you. My screen went weird. Oh, yeah. That's just me. Yeah, he just looks that way. That's not your screen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there I am. I'm back. Can't control All it. Right, yeah. yeah, I see you too. It's a good thing you're here. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I think it's great that you call it, hi, I'm Jason, and then you say with Jason as part of the whole thing too. Oh, oh, you watch them. Well, I at least watch the very opening um, visual, which says, hi, I'm Jason, right. with Jason. I have a co-host who's, who's 10 times more talented than I'll ever be. He's an opera singer funny but he's not a comedian and he's a he fronts a queen tribute band doing the freddie mercury voice he's really a nice guy well i'm glad he's doing freddie mercury's voice as opposed to like peter falk (laughs) that would be a hilarious queen tribute band that could be your sponsor next week the The queen tribute band just one more thing Peter called Falk. love. Col- Colombo. <laughs> just one more thing called love. That's genius. <laughs> uh, just, just one, one more thing. thing. 
They'd have to get you. There, there's an audience for that, and they'd have to remember Columbo real well. <laughs> right. One of my favorite guests we've had on is Ginger Lynn, the former. Oh, well, I don't know if she's former. Um, the Edel film star. And she Gin- doesn't only Ginger fans Lynn. Wow, I, that's like, uh, and I, you know, I have to give up part she's... of my secrecy, but she was one of the ones that I had a crush on back in the day. See how Ginger. vulnerable you've just become. You've I have. I, I feel vulnerable. <laughs> Brendan what and Greg are acting like they don't know who she is. I don't. But, I don't. Um, you, you might have seen her in The Devil's Rejects if you saw that Rob Zombie film. Uh, she was in that. I didn't okay. know that. But she that's was, like about 10 riding, years past her heyday. The, the, too, poor, so. the poor woman had to ride Sid Haig in a dream sequence. Oh. I forgot that scene. Who is Sid but Haig? I, I grew up watching Ginger Lynn. I mean, she was the oh, one. Right. She was in every she porn. Got through right. that crucial time in our childhood. Yeah, when you had to let it go. A lot. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> Uh, you let it go shortly after watching Ginger Lynn. You let it all go. So you started your podcast um, after the pandemic started or before the pandemic? Yeah, started? after in July of okay. 2020. Uh, and um, I was just I just had some comedians on and I thought, let's talk to more people we find interesting. So I reached out and just asked people this. Uh, well, one of them was this New York Times bestselling author, Jennifer Keisha Armstrong. who just put out a new book called When Women Invented Television. And I just started loving this. Then I wanted to veer away from comedians because that was really entertaining and I wanted to tone it down to the NPR style. Oh. Which, which wasn't so that's fun. Ginger Lynn then you got Ginger Lynn on to be more like and we got Ginger Lynn and we, we had a Larry Hankin. Didn't you have Larry Hankin? Yeah, yeah we, he was our first official guest. That was uh, that was that was the guest. podcast. I mean, that we had a guest prior one. to him, but he, he was our first official one using like a publicist to have one. Yeah, that was the one oh, I was watching. Cool. I watched a little bit of that episode of yours, Jason, with with uh, Hankin. Oh, cool! He was such a great storyteller. Oh yeah, yeah he's really like, funny. Oh my god! Did and he tell you the he... shrimp in the pocket story? No, he said he didn't even get to nearly the stories he has. He could take up hours. I'm just happy that everybody we've had, we've asked who's been on our show, who's had him on, none of them have gotten that story out of him except for us. So we're like, we that's look, we keep having that as our claim to fame for at least. So I'm gonna have to watch we the episode. <laughs> that's great. Every guest, we say, have you ever had shrimp eating shrimp out of someone's pocket? <laughs> we're not afraid to ask those questions. No, well, the hard hitting questions. That- yeah. Was that on a uh, a film set? Did he do that? No, this is how he survived living in New York. Was uh, his roommate was Carl Gottlieb, the guy who wrote um, screenplay for Jaws, right? Wow. And so they, and that's how they connected to their publicists, is because of Gottlieb. Anyway, and so Gottlieb had a job as like a film reviewer, and Hankin didn't have a job at the time, and so Gottlieb would go to these. Um, film reviews openings film openings premieres and uh would bring shrimp home for larry wrapped up in a napkin in his suit and so like three or four nights a week larry would be eating shrimp that carl brought home with him in his uh his pockets and eventually carl got tired of it (laughs) because all of his clothes smelled like shrimp but uh yeah you'd attract some cats and dogs but there's more to it yeah there's more to it you should still watch the episode that we had i'm going to since i just gave it all away yeah, but he had a million other good stories on there. There was the yeah. one about the, the the van that he lived in that was a oh, yeah. submarine, and then uh, anyway, he, he's got all kinds of. He's like stories. a real life great. Kramer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, since he played him on Seinfeld, so that, yeah, yeah, that that's right. Convenient. 
he was talking about being directed by Larry David, and it was so like. Did he tell you that story? No, we didn't no, get to no. that. We 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 kind of stayed a little bit away from the general Hollywood stories. We dealt oh. more with like uh, his life, I suppose, a little bit more. Yeah, growing up, how did he get where he was? I guess when he was a pyromaniac stories. as a kid, that kind of stuff. Yeah, he burnt down oh, wow. a barn. You talked about his personal life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I didn't even know David's story though. If you don't mind. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, we're, we're, we should be remember. talking about Jason, not about some You're right. That okay. he'll right. Oh, you know right. what, uh, I'll, Greg? I'll send you, you watch, a clip of that. I was going to say, if you watch Jason's podcast uh, or listen yeah, to it, I will it's right yes. on there. I, I clipped that one, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Jason, um, oh, were you well, raised well, by wolves personally, or how did you grow up? I mean, if you talk about Jewish men, yes. Were uh, <laughs> <laughs> you raised by uh, wolves? Well, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see me with the shirt. I actually say I, I shave the chest. I do. Well, I, that's nice. My wife is kind enough to do things for me that other women won't. So the least I could do is not be so hairy and sweat on her. That's nice. <laughs> that's she... that's a true. That's a sign of a true Renaissance person is that they thank go, you so much. They don't you know, sweat don't, on their spouses. Well, you know, I don't know how women put up with us. I really don't. And I don't anything either. I can do to make that easier for them, I, I try. Really people, the same people, way we my, put up my, with my that. wife is absolutely beautiful. I don't know how I did it. Like I mean people she's got low self esteem. That's what I figured out. <laughs> I mean it's not that well, I there you go. Money, those but... are the best ones. If you can find those, those are keepers. And, so, yeah. and five <laughs> bucks is five bucks. <laughs> I figured what every woman has ever dated me. That's why. I always figure, yeah, they must have issues. That's the only reason they would have dated me <laughs> in the first place. <laughs> I you guys are kind of remind me of the Rift Tracks people. I could see you ripping uh, the Mystery Science Theater crowd. Oh, oh, got it. I, I have to admit that is a that is a horrible, horrible, terrible thing that I have. In fact, we've been watching. If you remember the show V back from the eighties, V. Yes. Yeah, it was a science fiction thing. Robert Englund, Mark Singer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we've been watching that because my wife was a big fan back then, and she hadn't seen it since. We got it on Amazon. We started watching it, and I'm watching it with my kids and her. And that is so riff trackable. It is just it's comic gold. Just watching. Oh, that I need to see that. Yeah, that's great. Well, um, are you watching the the remake too, Brendan? Or just well, the we one? just started with the original. I mean, this was an epic sort of thing. It was like six movies, basically each yeah. episode was like an hour and a half long and we i yeah. watched i watched the first one with the wife and kids they watched the second one uh when i was out somewhere but uh anyway it's very fun and i love doing that i i have to uh, apologize to my wife because i'm like i'm sorry i mean because i can't help myself so riff I track is so funny is riff track like a tv show or something or what riff is tracks is a mystery science theater spinoff with some of the other right. writers from that show Oh, okay. So are they still doing the thing in space or is it just like they went? No, more? no. It's just now they're just showing a bad movie and riffing on it. Oh, yeah. the okay. space. Um, w- one of my favorite things to do is actually act in bad movies. And it's because those are the most fun film sets I've ever got to be on. Uh, and I, I've never, anything I've done that saw the light of day is so embarrassing. I can't promote it. But, <laughs> but um, Come on. anything I've done, anything I've done that I'm proud of, has never seen the light of day and made it. I've got one short film I did on YouTube called The Farm. 
which was is a short indie film they're going to submit to festivals. But I guess because he knew me, he decided to get lazy, not submit it to anything. But people have seen it and said, wow. He said, I want good. that work ethic. I'm not going to promote this. Right. I don't understand. If, if I'm involved, it's going to be either shit or the director, a filmmaker will have a nervous breakdown and not do anything with the movie. Um, well, it could be with, worse. It but, could be like murders involved. You could end up like Brandon the, Lee. That's true. That's true. Like at, least, Lee. at least there was no. Brandon Lee. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I don't want to be. I thought you were talking about the short sixth singer from the. He's thinking Brandon Lee because we look very similar. True. Yeah. Now that you mention it, Bruce Lee's kids. I didn't want to bring it up. I was like, I was going to say, I just got to wait. How far into this? Yep, twenty minutes, and they noticed. They took a minute. Brandon Lee, man, you kick my ass. Your full athleticism on display, Jason. Um, I, I just did a film that I, it's, it's straight to DVD, surprising. Um, it's called Gift Wrapped and Gutted, where I played a killer Santa Claus, but it was one of the favorite things I've ever done because it was, I mean, it was so bad. It was, but it was me and a bunch of scantily clad women and two of them played twin sisters that one of them got to kill me in the end, but it was just, I had to carry them over my shoulder and throw them on the bed and cut their clothes off. It was just, it was a painful, painful shoot. I told my <laughs> wife about it. She said, as long as you're getting paid, it's fine. Right. So. Like a whore. Like a whore. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Why sugar? Why sugar? This is how I provide for the family by cutting the clothes off. Those ladies. <laughs> Don't argue with my work. But uh, I was, I had a weird experience in that film because, um, one of the screen queens involved, uh, there was a scene where I was, and I, I had a problem with it. There's a scene where I, I had to uh, knock her out and then rape her unconscious body. And I, I said, is that necessary? I don't really want to do that because I, I really don't think I'd feel comfortable promoting it to anybody I know personally. And the, the director said, we talked to the writer. We don't have to do the rape scene. And then the actor said, oh, yeah, I think you should totally rape me. What? <laughs> <laughs> like it would have so much creepiness to your character but i just gotta live in this moment for a minute i'm not gonna do it but it's a woman asking me to rape but, right but she just said right Wait, hold on could you say that again in this recording device <laughs> yeah, exactly. i'm gonna play it over and over and over again <laughs> i've been hashtag me too i've been me too on a movie i've been me too i think it's a whole medicine. thing <laughs> Ginger Lynn was talking about, I mean, she's very open about her honest fetishes that she's into. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't relate, but I guess when you've, when you've been involved that long, you're going to get turned on by some <clears throat> weird things. And normal sex is just going to be boring after a while. You're going to need yeah, to. Yeah, she, like, she likes to go in the tub and have her fiance or boyfriend pee on her um, below the mouth. She specified below the mouth. She's got oh. some level. She's got some. Uh, <laughs> She's got some criteria. Some form. Yeah, I mean, you got to be respectable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, instructional I mean, videos above, will be forthcoming. Keep it yeah, class. above <laughs> above the mouth. I mean, come on now. Yeah, you know, we're not you, animals you here. That's right. You can't hit her in the eye. I, I've never been. I've never been in the bathroom. Why am I never been into the bathroom saying I'm sorry? I mean, isn't it like conditioner as well? I mean, what is she trying to get away from? I don't understand. It's I like did an hear, astringent. You know, 
I, I did hear it's good for getting rid of a planter's wart. I said, there's no place I'm going to pee on my foot, though. I think it's a good way to get rid of, like, uh, people knocking at your door, too. No, a jellyfish bite, too, right? Right. There's jellyfish a bite, yeah, jellyfish there, there's bite. There's a trope here in Florida where, you're, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. If you get hit by a stingray or a jellyfish, totally untrue. Just Florida people getting a chance to pee on people that, you know, tourists are like, oh, did you get bit by a jellyfish? Uh, yeah. Oh, well, this is what we do in Florida. <laughs> Have you witnessed this? <laughs> no. I no but in a Florida beach, I wouldn't be surprised. You're not oh, supposed to admit it. You're not supposed to admit it if you're the one doing it. So, yeah, he hasn't witnessed it. Oh, you got stung by his bee? Urine's the best thing for that. Let me pee on you if a bee stung you. Yeah. Or at least let your dog Anything. pee on him. I, oh, had yeah. to tell, I had to tell all my kids early on, if you're at the beach and something happens, don't let anyone pee on you. Golden rule. <laughs> golden rule, golden shower. You golden know, shower I mean, rule. Golden, golden shower, shower the golden rule. So, Jason, uh, we're, we're getting up to the point of uh, bringing in our client, but prior to that, um, what specifically do you want to promote or talk about that we didn't get a chance to since we've been yammering at you the, ever since you joined us? Well, um, I'd love to promote the show. We do it. We, we're not doing it this week because it's Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So this week we're showing a rebroadcast of Dead Air. So um, it's going to be live. <laughs> it's going to be Here, live Everybody watch week. nothing again. We have a woman coming on. I have to confirm. but That she's a woman? She, she reached, she, she's a woman. This one is totally the opposite of Ginger Lynn. She's a professor of astronomy at an institute in Hawaii. Um, well, you think I saw her she's do a the TED opposite. Talk. You should ask her. That's, that, that's true. Just because she likes astronomy doesn't mean she's not a perv. Right. But, and it's almost a guarantee that she is. God, I hope she's not watching. <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> no, know about our show. Uh, <laughs> I saw her do a TED Talk about this thing that came, came, came blasting into our universe from another galaxy. And it's some kind of comet. It's zipping around, and it's massive. And it was so fascinating the way she described this. I said, I'm tired of people from the entertainment world. I want to get really interesting people like this or someone on the Appalachian Trail, people who've had real-life adventures or can tell me if we're going to be obliterated by a comet. I want to talk to these people now since we have a forum. So right. she's coming on next week. We'll, That's cool. We'll get, find out her fetishes, what makes her tick. <laughs> You know, you astronomy. You should combine a, the two. Yeah, she might be into black holes, right? Or brown and we know holes. what that means. More yeah. astronomy. That's what it means. But but yeah, you could combine them. You could combine. You could combine people with the serious topics, and then ask them the question: "And what's your sexual fetish?" You know, <laughs> is it, just to is it things above, up a little bit. Is it above the neck or below the neck in terms of all that? <laughs> So they can talk about the folding of the space-time continuum, and then you go, and what do you think about hamsters? <laughs> you guys are hilarious. But, I, I want to come back and just watch the show. Well, you luckily, can for the next luckily uh, because of something called the internet, there is that possibility to um, yes, I'm gonna I'm going to watch your things. past episodes. I feel like I barely talked about myself because I'm so interested in you three. <laughs> There's, that's sad. That's, that's, <laughs> Jason, sad. can you stick around for half an hour? You could I would be delighted more. to. I want to. I've you always want, you, wanted to be a lawyer. You want to help us with our t or with our client? All right. Yeah. Well, let's move right into our client. So our client for today is Henry Ford. Is no Thomas Edison, and Elon Musk is a punk. So why 
just because. So I, I didn't realize that Henry Ford actually worked for Thomas Edison at one point. He was like one of uh, his engineers back in the late 1800s. And uh, then they became good friends. And I was watching a couple of documentaries today that I got a good nap in um, that I, I think I retained some of the information. One of the things Edison was doing just prior to dying was he was trying to find a new form of rubber to help out Henry Ford. Um, as opposed to growing rubber plants, he was trying to find it from other plants. Rubber is in prophylactic or? Uh, for tires, for car tires. How uh, many rubbers did he need? I mean. Well, at one point, Henry Ford had bought uh, a number of thousands of acres of Amazonian rainforest and allegedly was going to be building a rubber plantation. But then he wound up wanting to create his own utopia that at he some was going to start a cult i knew that this was, that was let's talk about like, how ford was an asshole just it was for a called second. fordlandia of course, fordlandia <laughs> I'm not, and i'm not making it up i'm not sure you really wanted to you were not making this up i'm not making it up no that was like one piece of information i got from one of these documentaries so yeah, I thought that was quite fascinating. But you know, the the thing that makes Henry Ford know Thomas Edison is the fact that Henry Ford really didn't invent anything. He was, he was he an was innovator. Efficient. He was an innovator. Did he, he butt heads with, existing with Edison? What's that? Did he butt heads with Edison like everybody so. else did? No, I think they no. were friends. They were friends. They, they were just... both very greedy men. But the thing that uh, the difference is, Henry Ford was a rabid anti-Semite who loved Hitler and. Uh, he even published uh, his own newspaper for because you know he had those towns. He never made Fordlandia, but he had Fordvilles basically, the company towns. The guys who worked in his factories, there would be these towns. There were all the workers. There'd be stores there, uh, company almost like the company store. But he published his own newspaper. I think it was called like the Dearborn Register, Register something, and it was like lots of anti-Semitic, um, like reprints of the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, all that shit. Wow. He was horrible. He was a this just turned bad. into a different show altogether. Yeah, but that's what Henry Ford. Wow. Henry why do you, why do you well, know you about Henry Ford? And Edison were awful people. They were awful yeah. people. I but mean, I thank Henry you, Greg, for, for having done obviously the legal legwork on Henry Ford. I just knew he was a jackass, and that was about yeah. the extent of my background on it. And yeah, Tom's worse, Henry Ford or Thomas Edison? I think Henry Ford. Uh, Ford I'm going to go with Ford. Edison was just very greedy and like he would, uh, you know, anyone who had the film equipment that he said he like owned the rights, he would like send goons to beat the shit out of him. But like Henry Ford is a virulent, you know, hate monger. He was a crazy and he was greedy as fuck too. And I think Thomas Edison just had too much time to do everything because he never took got any sleep. He was just taking catnaps. And he never had time to be racist. Yeah, I don't know if he was even thinking about being greedy. He was just so interested in creating things you know when i was talking about the rubber experiment what he was doing is he was taking every plant and every leaf from every plant and every root from every plant that was like on his property and figuring out how he could extract rubber from all of those things and he eventually yeah. landed on the plant goldenrod as a way to start developing rubber and that i think he died. is that where rubber comes from goldenrod no it actually comes from rubber tree plants but apparently you can get i did not know that you could get rubber from other things besides rubber tree yeah. plants so i never knew about the rubber tree. it I, makes I me wonder what rubber actually is honestly i don't know. right i was gonna say what makes that little old ant <laughs> yeah, there there goes another rubber tree plant I there goes another obviously henry ford and edison were both little ants and they uh 
walked off with those rubber tree plants and they had high hopes. the song and they realized I, I mean obviously both of those people were very cutthroat capitalists whether you know one was some sort of utopian anti-semit <laughs> nazi world builder the other was just fucking every other creative person out of his ideas and patents i mean they both were really despicable people so why is elon musk a punk <laughs> well what has, musk... what has musk done Compared well, to Ford, he, uh, compared he to Ford ruined, and he Edison, my Dogecoin investment. That's what he did. <laughs> he, he fucked up cryptocurrency. Well, he was a major engineer behind PayPal. Okay, I like PayPal. PayPal's revolution. So he, the way people it, take so, money and still does. So he was like a software guy. He was a software guy. Um, okay. he's building a. He built rockets. and is now. No. Is he personally building the rocket, or is space? he like hiring people to build the rocket? Well, no, that's like his yeah, personally in his backyard. Yes, it no, is but of course. I mean, well, it might have been. With... I got to admit, when you first no. said Elon, I thought you said Elon Musk as a punk, and I was picturing Elon Musk dressed as Sid Vicious. I wanted to know where you're going with that, <laughs> but it is a punk. Okay. You know, well, you know, I, I think see, that might work I could better. See Elon Musk. <laughs> I think Elon would definitely be in a mosh pit. I think I could see him there. You could see Elon oh. Musk in a mush pit. Mosh pit? <laughs> mush pit? You mush you know pit? what a mosh pit is, right? Mosh pit. Well, no, I just didn't oh. hear you because you it's... broke up a little bit. But in the field of accumulating mosh mass pit. amounts of wealth, even considering it inflation, Elon Musk is not a punk. He's made, even considering inflation, he's made, made 30 times more than Edison and uh for combined i mean did he's he not deserved to host, field. did he deserve to host snl does that i don't know i don't know about that but Ru donald trump did it one time so oh, that's i guess true. the bar's pretty low now Good i thought i thought his uh his snl i don't know what the idea was behind it but it was uh super cringy everything he was every skit he did was just it was like some writer was like, okay, how do we fit Elon Musk into this? You know, and they just kind of had to reverse engineer anything they were doing to kind of yeah. a place to be. I don't know why he would do that other than he's got all this money. Why not? So, I mean, the basic casting for the host of Saturday Night Live, I guess, just has to do with ratings, right? As opposed to some kind of comedic talent. Look, I'll be honest. Part. Even as a comic, I haven't watched a full episode of SNL since the 90s. <laughs> yeah, me I only watch whatever the clips are on YouTube, and I don't even watch most yeah. of those all the way. I generally right. just watch the news okay. desk segments. Exactly. I like the I like the two guys on the news desk right now. Um, uh, Colin Jost and Michael, Michael Che. Ch and Michael Che cracks me up. Yeah, he's yeah. Funny. But um, like Michael Elon Che Musk has episode. a. Has, I didn't realize how funny he was as a special on Netflix. He's really actually quite funny. Beyond just his bit on Saturday Night Live. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. Is that good? That's. Michael it was, you know, I, yeah, I, I didn't, ex I went in not with low expectations. I'd simply put it that way. And I was impressed. I well, thought he, he has, uh, he has like a little show of his own on HBO Max right now, too, which is called, uh, really? da Damn That Michael Shea. <laughs> and, uh, he does, uh, like some brief interviews and, and as well as, uh, comedic skits as well on it. And uh, that's a better title than I am, Jason. Actually, no offense, Jason. <laughs> Wait a second, now, Greg. Now, it, it, the, it the other is, guy... Though, I'll admit it. 
The other guy, Joe's thing was built in a laboratory. There isn't a more whiter person <laughs> on the planet than that guy. I know. And after marrying Scarlett Johansson, that makes him ultra white. He's married to Scarlett Johansson. It, yeah. Damn it. I yeah. thought there was hope. No, I know. Well, you know, took all our hopes and dreams away. It, that it's Hollywood. Really they could always break guy. up. Yeah. Well, listen, if that guy from Staten Island could be could date Ariana Grande, I mean, there's hope for anybody. Uh, Pete Davidson. Mm, Pete, yeah. I, I never Davidson. liked him. I, I'm the movie yeah, The King I don't of think Staten he's Island. Funny though, at all, he was perfect for The King of Staten Island. That movie was was I thought it was really well done. I thought it was the story of his life, wasn't it? Yeah, if I, I could date any was, woman, there's hope for anyone. I figure. <laughs> I haven't seen. I haven't seen the movie. I, 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 he's never been funny. I've never seen a thing he's funny on or in. So he must be packing a 14 inch long. That's the only thing I can figure. Oh, he is. <laughs> oh, he is. Jason. Let is me the, tell you. The Jason voice knows. Of, Jason. He is was the voice talking to that Davidson porn star. Strong. She knew. Dish girlfriend. Dish. Dish. Who? Um, I saw um, in one of your clips, Jason, that said that you have gay Tourette's. You saw a clip that I was trying to get off YouTube, but <laughs> it's on uh, under uh, an old, old, old thing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I used, to, I used to get accused of being gay. Not that it's a bad thing. My mom's worked in salons my whole life. That was just raised. A lot of gay men rubbed off on me growing up. Uh, you know, they're the personality. I don't know that that was the right turn of phrase, right? Might there. not have been the right term, but wait, we're yeah. better than that now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's back in the day. So, so no, where did the gay we're Tourette's not. come from then? Um, because I just kind of slip, I just kind of slip into it. You know, I, I'd like fan on my hand, I'll be on my hip. I got very effeminate manners, mannerisms. Oh, okay. That, that's so, an old joke I don't do anymore. But yeah, I can those see are why. Because these days, yeah, that you was get, when I was first starting out. You get me too or something for something like that. Or whatever the slang is. I don't, I don't know if that's so much me too, as in just canceled. Forwarding canceled, old stereotypes. Yeah, canceled, you get canceled. Yeah. That's what it is. I get I get confused with the terminology these days. I don't know what the the bad things that will be done to us for saying certain things. Yeah, I, when when you first start doing stand up, you write, um, I guess worse jokes, <laughs> and you you grow. And I want to. That's why I don't put. I really don't put my stand up on YouTube because of that reason because i wanted to be surprised because i've grown <laughs> i don't put old stand-up on youtube or new ones for the reason of i just want it to be fresh when people see it, uh, it live i want them to be like surprised you know yeah yeah i think that every other comedian in the world probably feels the same way and they're all out of luck like you are in terms of uh, what's been put on the youtube and what you can do about it yeah, yeah. I'm sorry you had to witness that. I, uh, you know, I I just got the the concept of gay Tourette's in my head, and I realized I needed to talk to you about it. <laughs> gay, oh my god! Uh, fuck, fuck, get, let me suck it. Uh, that's that's what I'm thinking now with gay Tourette's. <laughs> it was a terrible joke, and it's somebody oh. at a candy factory. No, I don't think it's that bad. It I think it's actually pretty funny. Thanks. If it makes me laugh, it's good. That's that's my mind. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you could have done a whole bunch of stereotypes with that one, though. You could have gone off like, let me adjust your hair. Let me wear drag or something along those lines where you um, There's just so much more I could have done with that. You're right. Yeah. I was I was still new, and I, I came up with that on the spot at one show. And my hand was on my hip, and I said, look at this. I've got gay threads. 
and either I'm gay or I'm a half, I'm a superhero. But <laughs> Matt, or nobody both. likes a Monday morning quarterback. <laughs> what is that? It's he would, a, Greg, he would know he's got gay Tourette's. He doesn't know what that means. Yeah, I don't even <laughs> watch sports, but it's the guy, you know, on Monday morning at work. He's just like, oh, I can't believe that fucking quarterback. Like, he doesn't even play football. And he's like, Curtis, you know, saying, oh, he should have oh, done oh, this. Okay. He should have done that. I like how you've come up with the whole persona of this guy who's the Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, like he does, you, you know that he doesn't play sports, but he's talking about it. Yeah, I, don't get me wrong. How many teeth does this guy have, Greg? I'm just curious. Like the uh, full description of the guy. <laughs> I'm going to have you canceled. This is stereo. This is a stereotype that you're perpetuating that people that like football are somehow ignorant cavemen or something. Walk Greg, do you know what a, like Greg, do you know what an actual quarterback is? Yeah. What? What's a quarterback, Greg? Well, it's different than a nickelback. It's a quarterback. <laughs> quarterback is the. He's like the sergeant of the football team. The sur- wow, we're just mixing all like the sergeant metaphors. Rock. I would love it. I think if you guys did a show, a special show on an off night, show a sports sporting special. event and do commentary for your sporting oh, event. I want to do sports because Brendan likes sports and we hate him and we always get into this conversation. I, I, as I've said many times, Greg, I don't hate sports. You I hate just, watching sports. I don't. I, I don't. I just don't watch sports. I don't hate sports. Yeah, I mean, you don't like I, it though. With the exception of Brendan, nothing personal. You guys don't remind me of sports people. Brendan, <laughs> I could see into as a boxing fanatic because uh, of the I, hat. I like boxing, but I'm I'm mostly a football guy. Football, well, exactly. okay. Honestly, I'd yeah. rather watch boxing than football. So that's mm. me. I was huge into I, pro wrestling. I like I like a good boxing match. Yeah, yeah, I like pro wrestling because the the soap opera-ness of it. I, I like the yeah, talks in between the fights more than oh, the fights. Rod, Rod, Roddy Piper was a hero. He was oh, so good. Roddy he was Piper's. local. He was lived near me and Greg, actually. Was he from uh, Portland? Wow. Uh, he lived, like, in Hillsboro, which is about five miles outside like a of suburb. Portland. Yeah. I, I, I used to have Rascals, my comedy club in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And um, this guy comes in. And said, I represent Roddy Piper. We're staying here at the hotel. Would you? He started to do some stand-up. Would you mind if you did some time on your stage? Yes. I was so excited. <laughs> and he comes in, and he does 20 minutes of two stories that were just so... There's a reason he didn't do stand-up. <laughs> he never really succeeded at stand-up. But he gets up... This next comic that came up after him, this guy, Kurt Metzger, get, comes up. And he said, I can't believe Piper was here. I used to watch him growing up. He came here to chew gum and tell jokes, and he was all out of jokes. <laughs> Piper rushed the stage with a chair. It was just a beautiful moment. Oh, that's funny. And that's why, Elon why do I know punk. that name? He's a pretty well-known comedian. I think I've seen Well, yeah. he could be confusing it with a guy who does our, our intro. His name is Colin Metzger. No, no. Okay. I think it's Kurt Metzger, and I think you he might have does... seen him. He's a lot more famous than me. Yeah, I think he does something out in L.A. Um, I think he's got a podcast. Yes. He does a YouTube channel with another guy, Kyle Dunnigan. Am I getting I, that I right? Think I think you're right. Yeah, he's big in the American Nazi Party, Metzger. You guys, you guys, said... guys. Remember, oh remember, remember, remember when I sent you the the bit? I, I know I said this to you, where it was the two guys that were like the really super. Uh, politically correct guys and it was like called pussies or something and they were reviewing some show oh yeah 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 yeah. Kurt Metzger was 
Kurt Metzger was one of those two guys. Those are the oh, two guys. And Kurt Metzger was one of those. And yeah. He's such a good writer. He really is a funny writer. Oh, yeah. he was so. If you haven't seen it, check it out on YouTube. And they do this thing. And I forget. They do this like fake podcast where they're like these super uh, effeminate guys and they get, you know, they're like triggered by everything and they're always trying to do better. And he is so funny on that bit. It is. Do great. you think they were they drinking the, our sponsor huzzah? Was that what they were imbibing? They, they may have been drinking huzzah. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, I got to make you guys cans of soda that say huzzah on them. So you could what give giveaways of your live shows. I was reading product. some of your reviews. Are those fascinating? No, they're bots. <laughs> two of them are real. One of two, them has to come out real. to Jersey. I mean, I was like, oh, maybe they're touring. <laughs> yes, we're touring via Zoom. As, as soon as the podcast, as soon as the pandemic is over, we're we're heading up to Jersey. As soon as the pandemic's Why over, not? we're just going to that, keep doing this. That's where everybody's migrating to. Well, the best thing about Jersey is when it comes to natural disasters, we're we're minimal. You know, as opposed to Tornado Alley or wildfires or earth or earthquakes or hurricanes, we just we had all that going on a couple yeah. weeks ago. Oh yeah! Oh, you're in Florida. Yeah. Wait, yeah. aren't we supposed to be in a trial right now? <laughs> well, we we're supposed to be representing our client, but uh, it happens. You know, often our client yeah. doesn't get oh, the full attention. We've got lost track of the client anyway. Especially when Henry really Ford, Thomas Edison, Elon Musk to all together become um, members of the show Pussies. Yeah, when, when the topic's very, when the <laughs> client is very boring, we just veer off into ta- tangents. Or if none of us really delved into why we we're talking about it to begin with, that's often yeah. how we wind up on tangents because we don't know why we're talking exactly. about the client. Other than the client decided to hire us for that day, and uh, so we tried to do it justice, but generally don't. Did you have any clients? I mean, okay, you had Elon Musk, who is likable to an extent. He's a punk. but Thomas Edison and Henry Ford were kind of jerks. Um, did you have any who are like good people, or are they? Like, well, it's uh, rare that we actually have humans uh, associated as the clients. Uh, normally, it's just a topic of discussion for the day oh oh so, what was our client last week guys oh it was a plague of ideas that was our client last week because we had a uh we had a comedy writer on last week was it john vorhouse it was john vorhouse yes and i got he to, was fascinating i, I got, got to, so many great reviews about his show i got to tell um a bad joke using his last name and so that's what i remember of the show with john you're not going to share it well, he looks like a TED talk. That I don't. Guy. I don't know if it's no, good that I share the joke again, um, because no. it, it didn't really land that well the first time. So, but it was the it was the lead up to it that was funnier than the actual joke itself, which is basically me asking him, you know, if he's tall, if he's a tall person. He's like, no, I'm not tall at all. And I'm like, and if I'm like, you ever going to do any work in Texas? And he's like, you know, I think there's something going on here. He's like, I don't know what's happening here. I'm like, well, I'm kind of doing a little bit of a setup i'm like which is essentially that if you happen to be working in texas then you could say you're the best little vorehouse in texas so that was god it's so bad it made me laugh they're they're <laughs> hating me now because i laughed at that <laughs> well, plus the fact that you know people heard this joke last week and were like again matt again That's that what I was blame me i'll take the brunt of that did he did he have you name a year no, I, I think what happened with John is basically what's happened with you, 
uh, which is it's just us talking over you and each other. <laughs> but it's fun. I mean, I I had a great time tonight. Yeah, no, I, woke, I, woke up, I woke up from a nap, had some caffeine, yeah. and five minutes later, I was on with you guys having a great chat. So it worked. It worked out. Good. Well, Fantastic. hopefully you get something out of being on our show. I don't know what people get out of it. At the very least, at some point, you'll probably get a Quibbly. At, uh, I, 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 I love that. I, the Quibbly Award. Yes. The Quibbly Award. Are you yes. familiar I with the Quibbly Award? I love when Ricky Gervais hosted. He was phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had him, but we did have Bruce Valanche. Defended some of the guests, though. Uh, oh, I'm up against Bruce Valanche for a Quibbly Award. Oh, well, no, he already got his, so got you wouldn't, he, he oh, would probably won't be getting back. another one. No, Hankin got one, too, and, um, you know, I don't know if uh, are you familiar with a guy named Leland Sklar. He uh, is a bass player that's been on like 25,000 recordings. He got one. No. Okay. And there was this girl know. that used to like dance with the rat at Studio 54. She got one. I mean, you know, it was a, yeah. it was a wild, wild show. Yeah, yeah that was our, our, our sole live program was the Quibbly Awards. That was just a few weeks ago. So if you want to track oh, that one down. You actually a live one. Yeah. Oh, that's really clever. I yeah, love we had it. about 28 different people we gave awards to. Which essentially everybody House. who ever was on our show <laughs> was willing to come back. And Brendan did all the ushering for the event. It was really impressive. He ushered in all the people. He did. I he did. ushered them. He, ushered. he had the limo service, red carpet, limo service. More, well, it was, more a, than uh, anything, I... it was an awards banquet and legal conference. So um, there wasn't really a red carpet per se. There was more of like a uh, a turnstile. You know. <laughs> and a, a popcorn cart. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they had to bring their own virtual food. To the to the awards banquet, but uh, yeah, well, it's it's on YouTube and also on where podcasts are given away. Well, I gotta tell you what John Vorhouse did was, and it took over the whole show. He had everybody name a year from like you know, from the sixties till today, and he, people were commenting at the time, or we were throwing it out there, just naming a year, and he told us uh, an inspiring story. But what occurred in his life that year, where he was, what he was doing, it was like it was like a, a party trick. But he he was so he was amazing with this. Wow, that's cool. How, how did that come about? I said, all right, well, let's. I guess we should start at the beginning. He said, all right, since we haven't figured out where to start, he just jumped right in and said that. And he's like, this is what I like to do, pick a year. And I said, okay. And, it, and he said, I'm going to tell you where I was at that, that year. And it was so cool. I want to, I, I want to, if I throw a year at you, do you think you'd know where you were? Um, if you say 1732, I could not answer. <laughs> what if I said 1985? 1985, I was um, my first year in college in uh, Baltimore, outside of Baltimore. I, uh, 85, I hitchhiked to San Francisco from Bremerton, Washington. Wow. Greg, 85. 85. I was, uh, graduated high school and I went to Albany, SUNY Albany for one semester. Well, there we go. Okay. I got to say that Brendan wins for the most exciting. Oh yeah. <laughs> the, the lucky he to always be alive does. Brendan series. will always win for the most <laughs> exciting. Yeah. yeah. No, that was, that was an interesting trip. That was, um, 
I almost got sexually assaulted outside of Crescent City, California, and I had to jump out nice. of a moving truck. Nice. Um, oh, shit. By, this by is a man. story we need to explore further in the future, Brendan. Oh, it was a good I've time. Never heard this one before. Hmm. Bringing stuff out. I know. That's what, that's what Jason's about. all about. When, she's, Jason. when, when, when Jason said 85, I'm like, oh, that was, you know, if he had said like 82, I would have been struggling. But 85, I'm like, well, that was a year for me. Was it Large Marge? Wow. Trying to sexually assault you? <laughs> no, Marge. it was a guy in a truck that had a bunch of Soldier of Fortune magazines oh, uh, on the ground. And, and he was very, like, had camis on. He was, he, I, he picked me up in Southern Oregon, actually. Oh, and took you down to Crescent just, City. Yeah, I was just getting into Crescent City. We, we had just gotten through Crescent City when I realized uh, something bad was going to happen. And I, he, had wants, to, he wants more from you than just your companionship. I'm glad yeah. you you were able to jump out of that truck. Was his name yeah. Elon Musk? I don't <laughs> think so. Okay. I just had to get back to our client. All right. Well, that does bring us, unfortunately, to the, uh, to <laughs> what, the a, end. what a great way to end. <laughs> Send on a positive note. That we're not great. known for our, our segues. <laughs> or, or, oh, my God. Or how our good closings or openings or anything like this is basically freeform madness. And uh, <laughs> with a with a slight conceit of lawyer esque type stuff that none of us is, you know, equipped to discuss at all. At least child it. rape didn't come back. What was that, Greg? At least child rape didn't come back. Into um, well, apparently, it has. Never comes back. Apparently, it did <laughs> just now. Thanks, Greg. It came Thanks. close. Oh, God. Thanks, Greg. We came close. <laughs> That's right. It was basically Brendan in a truck. So anyway, I want to thank Jason Pollock very much for showing up today to uh, to discuss. Not really Thanks, sure Jason. what we talked about his podcast. It's called Hi, I'm Jason. So find that wherever you guys listen to podcasts. If people are listening to podcasts, I'm assuming you're listening to this one. Otherwise, I'm talking to myself like I do at home anyway. So please do. If you want to find back episodes of our show, go to www.qsblaw.org. Um, and we also have our YouTube channel. You can also find us on UHive, everybody, and because nobody goes called? to UHive, UHive.com. It's a social networking place for people who are trying to uh, get ripped off about the cryptocurrency. So that's uh, that's UHive. We have our we have our own NFTs there. And don't forget to scour YouTube for Jason's old comedy clips about. Easy. Oh God! All right, for gay, gay, find his gay Tourette's clip, everybody. You get five cents. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, well thank you all again. Seven one one. Oh, sorry. So please say whatever Super you're going to say. Super seven one one on YouTube. That that's the YouTube channel. Wait, wait. Say that one more time. Super J Post seven one one. Super J Post P O S T. J Po was a nickname people gave me. Jason Pollock, so they started calling me J Po. Oh, like, Super J Po. Yeah, because my sweet ass. J-Po. So, <laughs> and what were the ass. numbers? 711. Apparently, there's already a Super J-Po 71. So they made me add one, one, two. <laughs> you add one, 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 one? one there's one. actually yeah. 710 more of him. <laughs> 71 was the year I was born. Oh, well, that explains everything. My youthful looks. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, the yes. youthful look. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> And and why Brendan is wearing that hat? It's, it's all part of the Irish persona. <laughs> well, no, I said it. It's all part everything. of the newsies. Part of the thing. 
I identify as a hat wearer. <laughs> I just realized that Greg and Jason both have the same forehead. Well, we we um, where where'd you get yours? Uh, in upstate New York. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, foreheads are us, right? In Schenectady. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> in fact, you should reach out to them to sponsor your show. Got, That's our next sponsor. <laughs> Foreheads are us. Let me write that down. Disconnectedy. Foreheads and Disconnectedy. more. Oh, Foreheads and More. That's the new one. Foreheads, yeah. Foreheads, Foreheads and, and Moreheads. More. It's the big box one that's kind of taken over. <laughs> the big box forehead store. Yeah. <laughs> it's big hat they, boxes. It anyway. the workers like shit, but the prices are great. <laughs> I want to thank Jason Pollock. I apologize to Jason no. Pollock for coming on our show today. Um, thank you so much for having me. I really had a good time. It was right. really great meeting you all. It was good to thank have you. you. All right. And we'll see you all. Well, actually, we're not going to see anybody, but we'll uh, hopefully you'll be hearing from us next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Your consultation with the law offices of Quiddle, Squabble, and Pickler has ended. You may pay your retainer at www.qsblah.org. Please exit to the right of the water cooler and grab a candy from the front desk. We hope to see you again soon, but you need to leave now. I said leave. Why don't they ever listen? Get out. Get out. <laughs>